This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendorfus, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again on Old Dan. I'm happy to have you folks tuned in at this time. And I always ask you, uh, let me know if you're listening, where you're listening from. And if you're appreciating the messages, maybe you don't appreciate them. But the Old Trailblazer is going to be true to your soul. The Lord gave me this opportunity, this broadcast, and many folks are helping me with it, supporting it. And uh, we believe it's God's message for this time. We see the we see the times that we're living in now, the perilous times, as Paul, Apostle Paul spoke of. And I believe the Lord definitely laid on my heart to speak to you about our homes. We've been there for two or three weeks now, and uh, we're going slowly. We don't want to get in a hurry. And uh, I, I just want to I just want to do what the Lord wants me to do. And I believe it is to be true to your souls, whether you like it or not. And the old trailblazer, just an old country bumpkin. I have have no axe to grind with anybody, no no part of our society. I just tell you how what the Lord says. And we're going to touch on a lot of those things that maybe uh, you never heard someone speak. I heard a young man, or a man, I say young, he sounded young, on the radio, and he's a, a radio speaker, preacher, and he was going on and on and on about things, but he never mentioned salvation. He never mentioned how the Lord saves a sinner, never mentioned any of those things, and they're very popular broadcast. But my friend, it's, uh, it's like uh, Pastor Shelton used to tell us, it's like a Mother Hubbard. They talk of everything and touch nothing. They don't get down to where we live. And I understand that completely because, uh, like the fellow said, I've been around the block a few times, and I know, I know from experience, and I know from talking to many of our folks, pastors or radio preachers across the radio across the nation i know that if you get down to where we live a lot of time you'll be packing your suitcase and heading for a hunting another place to preach but i tell these young pastors who talk to me i said tell the truth no, no matter if it takes a hide off and i know the lord when he called me here into this ministry he gave me this verse of scripture he said preach the gospel be instant in season out of season reprove rebuke with all long suffering And I take that as my charge. The Apostle Paul laid that charge on Timothy, a young preacher there, and he said, be be instant in season. What does that mean? It means to to, to talk about the the Word of God. He says, uh, reprove. What does that mean? It means call sin, sin. You say, Trailblazer, do you call sin, sin? I sure do. Do you know anyone else is calling sin, sin, my friend? Do you know if anyone else is calling attention to folks who are shacking up and having illegitimate babies and and uh, the government is about to ca- collapse from the all of this stuff that we're giving away to unwed mothers and unwed uh, uh, illegitimate ch- children and it's growing in leaps and bounds and I heard, saw in the newspaper and where only about half of our folks now believe in marriage. My friend, do you don't you don't think that the Lord is going to rain down judgment on those people? You think the Lord is going to sit idly by and let folks go back and read of the Old Testament, especially where those folks uh, sinned against God? They were punished every time they sinned against God, walked out of God's will. They were punished, and even Moses, the great old uh, lawgiver. Walked out of God's will, the Lord told him to speak to the rock for water, and he struck the rock with his with his staff, and it cost him. He 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 never got to go into the Canaan land there where the milk and honey was flowing. He was buried on the other side of the river, 
because of disobedience, my friend. Disobedience. Look there at Korah and that group he had, 250 princes of Israel and their families, all that appertained to them. They questioned Moses. They sinned. They walked out of God's will, and they walked out out of the will of the Lord, sinned against Moses, sinned against God, and the Lord opened the ground. He said he'd create a new thing, and he opened the ground up and took them. And I tell my folks here that Korah and all of his princes, 250, I believe it said, and all that appertained to him. And I, I believe that word meant all of his cats and dogs and chickens and, and goats and camels, everything that appertained to him was punished, my friend. The Lord don't put up, doesn't put up with, with disobedience and rebellion. He will for a while. Maybe you've been shacking up. Maybe you've been living that uh, harlotry life or fornicational life where, where you think ever nobody knows about it. Maybe you're catting around on your wife, my friend, or your woman catting around on, your, uh, on you. And when you come in the front door, the back door slams. Those things are happening day by day. I know about them. I've had, I had a man, a friend of mine told me one day he worked out of town. He said, when I come in, I call the house and tell them I'm home. He said, I don't want that back door slamming when I come in the front door. But my friend, where, where, where are we now? That's where we are in this. In, we're in those perilous times. Surely we're in perilous times financially and economically and sociably and, and uh, politically. But the, the most perilous times is our spiritual. We're in spiritual perilous times because our folks for the last 50, 60 years, have been spoon-fed by Satan that sin is, is not revelant, it's not a problem. And our families now have grown up believing and knowing and understanding that, that there's no consequence for sin, and it's rampant on every uh, side and corner, my friend. And the old trailblazer is all stirred up this morning, but my friend, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to make you think. Would you think with me? These, these subject studies we bring in on the home, is down, it's where we live. How is your home life, my friend? Do you just exist or do you have a home life? I know that we're not going to ever go back to the old-fashioned homes where we sat around the fireplace at night and read the Bible and had prayer. We're not going back to that. Folks are too sophisticated to do that now. We're not going to go back to where the old-time preachers used to preach hell off the cross and folks were uh, awakened and, and agonized over sin and repented of the sin. We're not going back to that. No, that's a, that's a misnomer. We're not going to do that. But my friend, one here and one there. What about your home? Do you have a home or do you just live in a house? Do you live in a house, my friend, where there's scratching and clawing and, and, uh, and, 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 and all of those things? My friend, I know my heart bleeds for folks who have families where they're dysfunctional. Oh, dysfunctional families, my friend. I, I see it on every hand, and I'm involved with those things, and I have to conduct funerals of uh, folks who have gone out into eternity, never having never thought of their soul, never having thought of their soul, my friend. I have a funeral here, my friend, of, of an individual who, 60-some years old, never have I known that she ever even mentioned her soul. And I, they call me and ask me to conduct her funeral. But you know what? The Lord gives me opportunity to be true to the soul. And I've, I've made some notes, and one of them was that 
that I never heap flowers on individuals, no matter if they're maybe the greatest Christian woman that ever lived. If you call them, call them that, I heap no flowers on them. You know what I do? I say, the soul that sinneth it shall die. My friend, listen to me. Would you just listen to the old trailblazer for a minute or two? You have an eternal soul. Mother, father, dad, you have an eternal soul. And it's going to spend somewhere. It's going to spend eternity somewhere in one or two places, either in the, the graciousness of God's heaven, there with the Lord, with God's people who have been redeemed by the blood, or either in the outer darkness, a place the Bible calls hell. It's a place of separation. It's a place, it, it didn't, if it, if it wasn't even any punishment there, it would be hell just to be separated, not only from your family. I know that we get all sentimental at funeral times. I know that. I've been to funerals where they had to drag the people away from the casket. The children, daughter, and son had to drag them. The funeral director had to drag them away from the coffin so that we could bury it in the ground. And then the next hour or so, they were down at the bar room drinking and smoking and laughing and cutting up. My friend, that's all carnal repentance. That's hypocrisy. But my friend, I'm asking you to stop. Stop whatever you're doing this morning, tonight. Stop whatever you're doing and think. Think with me. And this is what I find to be missing in our present day preaching. We don't have anybody that's calling your attention to where are you going to spend eternity. We have, we have a, a world of, of preachers on the radio now and at night. If you turn on your radio and listen to them, especially on Sunday night, they got every sort of every, everything you can think of from speaking in tongues to, uh, to all, all those sorts of things. But my friend, what about your soul? What about your soul? What if you could speak in tongues? That wouldn't help you. That's not salvation. But my friend, what about your home where you live? Have you, have you lost your home? Have you lost? And I'm, I'm primarily trying to speak to young individuals who have children now and they're still impressionable. You wait till a boy gets 14 years old. You can't you can't tell him what to do. He's going to tell you where to head in. I see so much of it in the paper where, where they, they hit their mothers and hit their dads if they're not afraid of them and tell them to go to hell for their trouble. And they go out and get in the car and drive off. But my friend, when they're little old fellas, two and three and four years old, you can bring them somewhere to Sunday school. You can get material to read to them. Now, here in the bookstore, we have those children's books, and, and most children love to read and look at pictures, and you could tell them about the grace of God. You could tell them how that, how that Christ came into this world to save sinners, and you could tell them how that, how that they, they're sinful, that man by nature is a sinful creature. Have you ever asked the Lord to give you grace to say anything to your children, my friend? Or you, do you just scream and holler at them when they get in your, cause you to have uh, a, a problem with them? Oh, my friend, I, I know I'm not being critical. I see these Un, unruly children and a school teacher. I talk to school teachers all across the country. My friend, pray for our school teachers and our principals and our, our, our leaders that the Lord would give them grace to be straight with those folks. And I know, I know that some schools still have what they call corporal punishment. I know they still paddle them, but my friend, uh, that's not all the answer, but my friend, maybe yours has never had a, a strap on his behind. I'm telling you what, folks, practical living, my friend. 
all just practical living. Have you ever said no to your children? Have you ever said no to them? Have you ever said, come on in now, we're going to read the Bible and pray? Come on in. Have you ever done that, or do you just let them run wild in the community and do what they want to do? And they'll soon tell you where to go, my friend, if you don't start when they're little. If they're already up 13, 14 years old, all you can do now is pray for them. Pray for them that the Lord won't. And my friend, here in the, in the, where I get news from in New Orleans and Baton Rouge, the, the young boys are being shot down on the corner almost every night because they're out there selling drugs and, and using drugs and they turn into thugs and all of those things. And, and then their mama gets on the television and says, oh, he was a good boy. He was my baby. He was a good. Yes, he was at one time. And that's when you should have took a hold to him, Mom. But listen, the old trailblazer had already run out of time. But I'm trying to be true to your soul. Would you pray for me? Would you just pray for me here, Pastor Radio Mission, where I have a congregation with children? I'm trying to be true to them. But if you would, help me with this broadcast. And then stop by and see me if you're in this local area and drink coffee with me. And uh, let me show you what's going on here at Radio Mission. And then remember the old Trailblazer's address, the old Trailblazer, post office box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. We'll get in our subject in our study tomorrow. We'll be back, same time, same station. And remember my mailing address, the old Trailblazer, post office box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And you may not believe a thing I say, but I'd like to hear from you. Goodbye and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.